All right, guys, another exciting, very exciting, excuse me, I don't want to downplay it, episode of Sports Cards Nonsense. A lot of grief from the Philly fans last week. That's a whiny group. That's okay. Don't you say, you know you're going to get hate I'm the little guy on the left side of the screen. I'm not as arrogant as I come across. I really need to get this this character flaw under control because people are not it's loving it. It's so good. Jesse, I love that they think that. Jesse, the uninformed <laughs> sports guy who people are beginning to really, it's, it's called the JG Mafia, man. The Jesse Gibson Mafia. People are loving him. Everyone wants to stand up for the little guy. And for once, I'm being referred to as the little guy. It kind of feels good. Feels I don't know good. why you complain so much. I'm proud of you. You've come along. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Lucasfilm and Disney Plus, presenting an all-new Star Wars series, The Acolyte. Stream the two-episode premiere this Tuesday and witness an investigation into a shocking crime spree where secrets will emerge and no one is safe from the truth. The Acolyte, two-episode premiere, streaming this Tuesday only on Disney Plus. Wait, and you're going to see really today's episode, that. Jesse is all about the sports talk today. He did some I research I have a confession to make later in the show. Are you going to tease it? That's I'm, it? That's you all you confession need to make. Okay. We may have to shut the cameras off for that. All right, let's go. Big weekend in sports. What are we hitting first? All right. Let's do a little big picture talk. We have All-Star game this last, or uh, was yesterday, right? Yep. Big yeah, game. All-Star game. 170 to 150, something like that. Anytime, I a mean, bas- anytime a basketball game eclipses 300, you're doing good. So I mean, I, didn't, I don't know a lot, but it seemed high. Seems high. I'll say this. I actually don't mind the All-Star game. A lot of like the, the sport hardos get upset about it. They're not playing. I don't really care. They're not supposed to be playing. I think it's awesome. Like if you see all the young kids, like young people involved and like, I don't know, everybody's kids love watching the All-Star game. I like watching the last few minutes. I think it's competitive. You know, toward the end, they make it competitive. I don't know. I was actually kind of, again, it's not for me. I like the three-point contest. I like Curry. If you don't like watching Steph Curry play, by the way, at one point in the game, the dude shoots a three before, I mean, it barely leaves his hands. Dude just turns around and looks at the bench. Done. I I mean, I just, (laughs) I don't know. Like, they're out there having fun. I always think it's funny, the guys who go a little too far. Like, CP3 a few times, which, by the way, CP3 is? Chris Paul. I walk in. I go to Jesse's office today. He's like, "Hey, by the way, just want to confirm, Chris Paul is CP3, dude. You're, I'm telling you, don't tell him that. You're doing great. Oh, this is a compliment. I'm not oh, even God. being smug about that. Although it comes, across I still want to know what the three is, but whatever, it's fine. Hard to say. We don't need to talk about the three. I actually that's don't know. That's true. He doesn't know yes, the sports. Cancel these guys. Good. Yeah, put that one. Chris on Paul always still has like just his. It's in his DNA to complain about." calls to the refs, even during the All-Star game, when I think there were a total of nine free throws shot. So he's always been kind of a punk to me, but that's fine. He's an all-time great. Uh, No surprise, our boss Simmons was just excited. Him and Rosillo, I listened to the podcast early this morning. (laughs) Bill's the only guy I know who was excited about Jalen Brown's performance. No shock, Jalen Brown plays for what team? If you had to guess, Jesse, based on your current knowledge. If I had to guess. Here we go. I would have to say... This is a gimme. You nailed it. He plays <laughs> Thank for the you. I, I mean, I think Jalen Brown, just a young dude who plays a little bit harder and was trying a little harder. I still don't think Jalen Brown belongs in the court with those guys necessarily. He's not that level. Very good. But I, I always think it's fun when Bill has his Celtics homer jersey on for that. The other thing, too, you can tell Lillard and Curry just don't like each other, which I kind of like. There's actually some competition there still. I thought it was like a fun thing going back and forth. Certainly a fun thing. There's definitely a rivalry there. And Lillard's always been overlooked by Curry, and rightfully so. Curry has all the accolades, the scoring. Dame is great. He's not on the Curry level, although right now he probably is. He's certainly stayed healthier a little bit longer than Curry has. Uh, Less surgeries, less injuries. But you can definitely tell there's something there. And then I'll say this, and I hate to steal and just piggyback off Ryan Masillo's comment. 
I thought Giannis's Giannis's 16 for 16 was like the most <laughs> underwhelming MVP performance ever. I only watched a little bit of the game. I, he I just made thought, every shot he took. He did. He, and and trust me, real life, I think he's unbelievable. There's a reason he's won back-to-back MVPs. I, I, I wasn't like enthralled by his performance, but again, I, I guess I'm not supposed to be. I mean, 16 for 16, MVP, as, as rightfully he should. So we're going to tie buy-sell into our all-star talk weekend. Jesse I think is, it's a perfect segue. <laughs> All mean, right. We're known this for being is, flawless on our segues. Someone said that one time. <laughs> this this is a perfect segue into my announcement to the people at home. Confession? This is confession time. I did research today. And you did. It, I and I'm I'm dedicating this to you, Michael Giuseffi, and to all the listeners out there. I think I'm gonna start getting into sports. I'm gonna say I, this. I don't, don't you no, no, here's the only problem. I know with that. what you're going to say. You shouldn't have given me any, you shouldn't have said you're dedicating this to me because oh, the little guy, he's he's mean to you. <laughs> I, I just feel like I, that's going to detract. I think people are still on your team. Put it this way. When we're the canceled, more I get involved with in your camp, the less they're going to be in my that's camp. That's the negative here. When you and Richard Simmons are doing your own show, you're going to yes. want to keep that to yourself. Co host and co host. All right. Oh, I comments. I think I that's going to be the key. We're going to try to do a little more research. At first, yes. we thought it was just playful banter. I still am more entertained by the banter than breaking down free throw shooting percentages. But but that's over. The Ringer is a hardcore sports network. We are learning oh this God. last week. Yeah, it's kind yeah, of yeah, they are. But that's fine. My <laughs> I, favorite I, question, I, by the way, my favorite tweet of the week. Why do these two clowns have a show? Yeah, <laughs> we don't just, have an answer there. So thanks for listening. We're still figuring it out. Yeah, we'll let you know listen when we find this out. Week, but thanks for listening last week. All right. Buy, sell, all-star game edition. So the all premise right. of this, out of these all-stars, these are the guys I think are a good buy based on solely the, the rest of the season. The remaining season, are they a good stock to buy or sell right now? Yep. yep. Cool. I think that's good. And I think what I'm going to do is start with uh, go Durant and LeBron team kind of Break it up that way oh, since we're team. doing all star yeah. anyway. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So let's do someone that I felt was a little underwhelming. Zion Williamson buy sell. Yeah, I'm still kind of a hold, maybe slight sell on Zion. I mean, I've been a sell. I've sold out of just about everything. I have a couple silvers left. Yeah, he was definitely underwhelming. I, I don't mind. I, I still, I know, I'm just, a, I'm a weird about this. I'm still terrified every time he goes up for like a crazy alley oop. His his ups are just insane. I just. I was all I could think is this dude is going to have like a like an unbelievable posterizing dunk and twist his ankle or something crazy in a meaningless game. He was underwhelming. I think I, I honestly feel like there's just that attitude around the game though. This is for the vets. This this is for the all stars, the guys who have done it a bunch of times. Let them go out and have their game. Zion just kind of seems like a super humble kid. Just kind of has his role. Um, I'm still not buying Zion, and he is up about ten percent. So when I sold out. It's probably I, I probably left about ten percent on the table. Happy to do that. I don't because I don't think this year there's much more going on with Zion. So I'm still a hold or a sell on Zion. I still would not buy him again based on this season's reaction to the market pricing wise. Price wise, okay. It's a long answer. I apologize. No, no, no. It's good. It's good because I think there's gonna people are gonna want to know more why you say that because. Every time you say something bad about Zion, or it's not even bad, just you don't give him a hundred percent of the praise, people automatically attack. So it's good to explain why you're where you are. I want my own little mafia like you have to just defend me. That's okay. <laughs> Guys, though. stick up for Mike. He's a sweetheart. Second best um, co-host on the show, Mike Giuseppe. <laughs> Top two. Bradley Beal. I still, I still love Beal. I, I still have this inclination, and they were talking about a little bit on uh, either PTI or around the horn, whatever the ESPN show was. I don't remember. I still think there's this feeling in the market like he's getting traded. And if you're trading for Beal, he's going to a contender. I still think, I mean, that guy can score. He he is scoring at he's a pace. He's season leader, number one. Yeah, number one. points. Look at there's that research kicking in. <laughs> uh, and I, I like it. I just think Beal's a great scorer. He seems like a great teammate. The guys in Washington like him. John Wall always spoke highly of him. I think he gets traded at some point before the deadline at the end of the month, and I think his stuff moves when that happens. So I would still be, prices are high. I would still be, compared to where they were, I would still be a buy on Bradley Beal right now. Okay. What do you think about this? This is just a crazy thought. I think he got stuck somewhere in the middle of he's not a rookie, so he doesn't get all the rookie hype like mm-hmm. you know Zion and right the, the, the young other guys. players the second um, year rookie yeah I know exactly he's yep. and he's not like a phenom like he's not in the LeBron Curry right. Durant category. and he's never been on a winning team yeah the so Wiz- I think he just kind of fell in the middle but I think there's like some real talent there 
I think that guy has a has a nice future. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. But again, you talk about his rookie stuff. I believe he was 2012 or 2013. Yeah, you're in the league this was. long, even as a very good player. If you don't make any noise in the postseason, your stuff. Jimmy Butler was a great example of that last year. Market wise, it never compared to what he was on the floor. Now, granted, he jumped around from team to team, but never like that signature moment. And it and there were so many guys who came after that where they were chasing the rookies. You are absolutely dead on with that comment, Jesse. Oh my God. This Jesse is, Gibson, things are changing, people. You're doing great. Simmons, I, did you hear this? I'll tell you. He's going to call me later. I can't wait for that show. <laughs> um, all right. Let's go to, I want to go to Irving. What do you think? Kyrie. Buy, I, sell. Ah, man. Again, Kyrie's stuff is still already pretty high. He had the bump with KD when, he, you know, the, the offseason news of that. Mm-hmm. He had the bump when Harden came over. I think he is going to be the forgotten man on that team. So I think I would be a hold on Kyrie. I think Kyrie's stuff will still trickle. Trickle's the wrong word. What's the opposite of trickle? Tickle? <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> It'll be a, I still think there's a little bit of a ceiling left for him this year because I think they're going to the finals. But I think you're going to see Harden and KD have a way bigger bump. So although I think there's some money there, if you have him, I would hold because I think you're going to make more. I wouldn't go out and buy him now. I think the money could be spent elsewhere. Okay. Now, what about Harden? Let's go Harden now. Yeah, I'm finally starting to get on the buy train with James Harden. I think Harden's going to have a KD type effect long term. If they win a championship, Harden's first ring, I think it starts to get interesting. And he's played so, I hated his style in Houston so much. Just such ball control. Now he's at just, his assist ratio now to turnover, his amount of assist period has just been crazy. I actually, I think he's going to be the catalyst on that team. Like, I think he's going to be the most complete guy. I think Durant is still a better player, and Durant will be the ultimate scorer on the team when things when it's all said and done. But just Harden's attitude, like, hey, I got to score now because KD's out. When he's back, I need to be the assist machine, which he's already been. So I don't know what he's going to average 20. Uh, I actually have been on board with James Harden. I think he's a decent buy. Now you got Booker coming over there too, right? Who? Isn't Booker coming over? Blake Griffin. That's I, the same? Devin is that Booker. what I'm thinking of? Devin yeah. Booker plays for the Suns. Blake Griffin just got signed by the Nets. Yep. Oh, uh, yep. That's the one. Again, though, the Guys, fact that you know, progress. but the fact that you know people are getting signed, I'm <laughs> telling you, I like it's progress. This is good. It's a step in the right direction. Nothing All right. Sincerity today. One more for Durant. Let's okay. go. Let's go Tatum. He did pretty well last night as far as total points. What are your thoughts? Though? Yeah. So Tatum stuff has been slowly climbing back. Of course, the inj- uh, the COVID to start the season, the COVID scare and the protocol. He was out for a while. And he keeps saying, even as of last week, he mentioned he still feels down with COVID, which is crazy. I just don't see them getting to the Eastern Conference Finals or above. And honestly, people think there's just this bump in price when people make the playoffs. It's not true. Guys like that who already have a high market, you have to make noise in the playoffs, I think, for him to get a real bump. I I don't see it. And I think there's so much attention now on Jalen Brown. Same thing. Will his price be higher at the end of the season than right now? Probably a little bit. I think that's more indicative of people getting back into the newer stuff because vintage took off and it dropped like we're going to talk about. I think guys are coming back to the new stuff. He's kind of in that same department, though. I would hold it if I have it, but I would not go out and spend because I think there's more profit to be made on other guys. All right. I love Tatum, by the way. I'm a massive Tatum fan. I just don't. This year just feels off. Okay. All right. All right. That's LeBron. I'm sorry. That's Durant. Let's go to LeBron. And I think we start with MVP, Giannis. Not Giannis, because someone said I'm not supposed to say that. Let's Uh, let's go. go Buy, sell. I'm buying. I think Giannis and the boys are going to go on a, a streak. I also think he's one of those guys who's going to have a weird stretch in the regular season where he gets back in the MVP discussion. I really think he's going to. And I think that team's going to make some noise and could get to the Eastern Conference Finals. So, yeah, and and you look at where his peak was last year. He showed us how high he could be. I would be a buy. He's expensive, though. No question. I'm actually a buy on Giannis. And Giannis, oh. I would buy them both. <laughs> um, right. Not that. Not that... James really played this game, and I'm just going to call him James because everyone calls him LeBron. His friends You're call him the, James. You're going the other way. Okay. What What are your thoughts? I'm still – I so LeBron is a weird Isn't one. Isn't he high? I mean, can, is it now the time to buy? His stuff's actually come down. If you look at his high-end rookie stuff, the top okay. chromes, some of the real big – now his super high-end stuff, which we're going to talk about, some of the stuff that closed at Golden was millions. That's different. Actual attainable cards for like people like yourselves, ourselves, or people in the audience. He's still a buy to a degree because I think they're going on a finals run. If he wins mm-hmm. this year, all of a sudden you're good. I mean, we're already getting the Jordan comparisons. 
I just don't know how you don't keep getting those Jordan comparisons. The more he wins, especially when he gets to six, if he gets to six, it just gets weird. He's going to be in the MVP discussion again for sure. And the fact that his stuff has already tapered off a little bit, I don't think LeBron is a bad buy. I certainly would not sell him right now. So if you want to hold him, that's fine because you don't have confidence. I would actually buy him if you can find him at current comps like this week because over the last two weeks, he's come down some. So I think LeBron's a decent buy. I think they're winning the championship. So. All right. One guy I thought outstanding play, Damian Lillard. I love I, I do love Dame. I think though this has been the song and dance with Dame the last few years. His stuff is already selling for a premium. And I just don't see Portland going anywhere. So again, I don't know how much noise Portland makes in the playoffs. So what's the bump in price going to come? Now at some point in the playoffs too, and they may win a, a series or two, a series, and depending on the play in how all that works, but I I just I think we know what to expect with Dame now. He's one of the best clutch shooters in the NBA. Honestly, right now, if you ask me who do I want to have the ball in their hands down two points with five seconds left, I would argue Dame as much as anybody. He is unbelievable. I don't think that team, there's nothing different about Portland this year. Why are they going to make noise in the playoffs? It's not a knock on him. I think he's unbelievable. I just, without any more help on that team, I don't see them going anywhere. And, and Dame's going to do the same thing. In the playoffs, he's going to put up 48 one night and go 19 for 22 shooting and be lights out. I still feel like the team's going to lose a series earlier than expected, or as expected, I guess. So I don't know how much, again, another guy, I don't know that I tie up money with Dame if you don't already have it tied up. So a lot of this is really hold or buy. Not a ton of sells. I don't think I'd sell any of these guys right now. No reason to, aside from okay. maybe Zion because he's high. Dame's in that same camp. I'd hold him, get a small bump as, as the season progresses, but I'm not investing more in him. All right, let's go to Jalen Brown. Uh, yeah, I'm still a sell on Jalen. He's high already. I don't think he sustains the offensive play throughout the year. I would sell Jalen right now. He might be the only guy here I would actually sell right now. All right, another one who did, this is our last one, Team LeBron, Luka. Didn't put up a lot of points. No, and he didn't care. It's funny because I think I heard a stat today too. He played like 30 plus minutes, very quiet. I mean, Luka mm-hmm. still is a top five talent in the game to me. I, I He's almost in that Dame category where I don't think the team is going anywhere. But Luka is a 2018 rookie. There's still that fresh hype to him. Guys love Luka. He is, he is the for the last two or three years, he is still the gold standard for actual like prism base PSA 10 prices. They're creeping back up 14, 1500. They hit 2000 in the playoffs last year. I think there's so much hype around him. He's actually not a bad buy right now because I think they're going to get into that play in, you know, again, if he has one or two performances like he did last year against the Clippers his stuff gets weird. There you go. That's big cool. picture folks. Okay. That was new basketball. Let's talk some old stuff into the intern. <laughs> We're he calling it work. sweating with the nineties. <laughs> you and Richard Simmons. Uh, uh, so we have been uh, a bunch of guys have, have talked about it, especially in the Facebook group has been super active sports cards, nonsense. And on Twitter, same thing, sports cards, nonsense, you know, the peaks and valleys, Duncan Garnett, a bunch of these guys really spiked out for a while. And now they've come back to earth. What does it say about the market? I will say this. One thing it tells you is we're not in a bubble right now. Excuse me. We're not close to a bubble bursting. What we're seeing now, like we've talked about before, are markets correcting themselves. Duncan gets out of control high. Yeah, he's going to creep back down. But even that down price now is 20x what it was at this time last year. Some of his cards more than that. So again, we're not talking about a bubble burst. This is more of a peak and valley situation. He did a bunch of research. I think we talked too much in the opening segment. So why don't we just hit a few of these here and then roll on. I'll, I'll trust your discernment. I know you've looked this over much more than I have. So yeah, are, let's go some of the Tim guys Duncan. Let's start so give Tim me some, Duncan. So let's go top scrum. Keep it baseline. Yep. What's the high price? For, I want to say his PSA 10s hit like 45 to 5 grand. Is that... Roughly. Yeah, uh, almost 55 at one point. Okay. But yeah, what, right around 51, 55 in early February. Okay. What are they doing now? 35? So right three? now they're about three grand. Okay. So again, people look at that and say, hey, that's a whatever, 2,000 off 5,000. What is it? a 40% drop from, the, from mm-hmm. the absolute high? No question. That's a significant drop, right? Again, where was that card? Um, um, two months before that is when I bought in. They were 1,000 bucks. Six months before that, they were three to 500. And this time a year ago, like I was talking to my buddy Josh about Josh Cohen, PC Sports, there's his little shout out, consignment and grading. He's a huge Duncan fan. He was picking those things up last January, January of 2020 for 200 bucks a piece. So are things down? Sure, down from the peak. 
but the growth was so immense that this downtime is still way higher than before. And Duncan's a perfect example of a top 10 talent all time and just has a really strong market. So I honestly think Duncan's one of those guys. His bubble has not burst. We're going to see a bump as we get closer to the Hall of Fame ceremony for sure. And then, you know, what is the Duncan market is not, unless this whole thing blows up, the Duncan market is not going to collapse. If anything, I think if you're a Duncan guy, this might be one of those low points to buy back in with. Okay. Good to know. Um, Let's go ahead and go to the next guy. Uh, He's got some other cards out there that are a little bit more affordable just for anybody who's wanting to get in his 97 Bowman best. So if you guys. Who are we talking? Oh, Duncan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just letting the audience know. If anybody else oh. wants to, you know, get in, yep. and those prices are too high. I love his Bowman's, Bowman's best, best and his finest. Yeah. I still love both of those. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Um, let's call. go over to Dirk. Dirk Nowitzki. Now, Dirk, we've never really talked about. Oh, no. I, and I'll be honest. So give me his, do you have his Topps Chrome number there by chance? Yeah. Yes. Topps Chrome, PSA 10, high sales in about mid-February was about 4500 So this is what you're going to um, see, too. Early it was like the last week of January to mid-February is when guys who were a little bit slower to the table saw the momentum and jumped in, and then it really peaked. That's when I got in, end of January, and then it really peaked out three weeks later. So, Dirk... Well, the thing is, though, there haven't been a ton of sales since then. Um, you're looking at mm, about 30... Actually, no, that was before this one. So, 4500 is like the most recent sale, and it was for at least it's PSA 10. In February? Was, yeah. I'd be curious. So I didn't get a chance to look. I don't think Indy included pop number on there, did he? Populations. No, he did not. No. Uh, here's one thing I'll say about Dirk, too. Dirk has always been less traded on the open market because I feel like there's always been a crazy following with Dirk, strangely enough, which I love. So Dirk's another guy, though. If you could get that same card and there's a 30 or 40% drop like it mirrors Duncan, I think it's a good buy. He's going into the Hall of Fame, of course, so... Well, yeah. his PSA nines will, I, I will say those did drop because in early February, they were like 900 okay. and they went down about, uh, call it like 11, 12%. They're now at about 800. Okay. So, so yeah, again, a P- but, but Dirk's another guy, all time. Great. I mean, drop, I don't know, top 20, top 25, I would think in most people's book, you know, if you're looking for a guy to buy in, I think it's probably a good one. He has not crashed as hard as Duncan though. I know that because Duncan stuff got so crazy, but again, goodbye. Okay. And again, guys, you looking to get into some Dirk while he's down? Dirk while he's down. That's funny. Uh, (laughs) Alliteration. I love it. Sure. Uh, 98 to 99 tops finest rookie. You can get those. PSA 9s are running about 200. PSA 10s are about 900 right now. He's also got that EX Century card, which is an awesome looking card, like that acetate thing, which is great. He's got a 98 tops paper card. Plenty of options for Dirk. No question. Shaq. Mr. Kazam himself. Yeah, uh, what is Shaq, your favorite movie? I remember yeah, you saying exactly. that. Don't you have that <laughs> outfit? That. Do you have the genie costume? Yeah, I'm going to go put it on <laughs> after the show. We're um, 92 tops rookie, PSA 10. Uh, we're looking at about eighteen dollars to $1,900 in early February. Yeah, that was the high. That Just going. under yep. two grand. Yeah, what's that thing doing? Any recent sales on that? Yes, recent sales on that one, they're actually about 900 They've fallen about halfway. Really? So there yeah, have been some guys talking th- about th- Shaq stuff lately. There's a reason. The guy is down half in in less than a month. Shaq is still super social media relevant, still on TV, one of the all-time greats, period. I don't know how, if you, again, if Shaq's your guy, or if you wanted a piece you think you can vault for a while, I don't know how you don't go after Shaq stuff right now. The fact that it's dropped that much, even more than Duncan, is criminal. And Shaq has never gotten the love because he's right in the middle of that real junk paper wax era. I mean, and now granted, people get a little bit nervous with Shaq because his population jumped. When this started happening over the last three months with Shaq even, people started submitting way more cards. I still feel like that market's got plenty of room to grow, though. Let's do one more because then we get a roll. I know we got that Steve Sloan thing coming up, so throw me one um, more name. Let's go to Vince Carter. Vince we Carter, ever, 98, yep. Tops Chrome. Yeah, we don't talk about Vince a lot. Vince, obviously, no, to me, one of the best dunkers of all, well, to everybody, one of the best dunkers of all time. Uh, his market is still very cheap compared to some of those contemporary guys. What was, so height of his market tops coming? What are we talking? Um, all right. So we're talking mid February. You're looking at around two grand for PSA 10. PSA 10. Okay. Yep. Right now, current sales are running between fourteen fifteen hundred dollars $1,500. So he's kind of in that Duncan 40%, 50, 40% ish drop. Yeah. Here's the only reason I don't, 25, I, 25 I'm sorry. Here, 
Is that right? Oh yeah, you're, I guess you're right. A little more than 25. 500 off two grand. You're saying 14. <laughs> so 20, let's call it 27.2. And even 27.2. <laughs> Here's the only thing that would prevent me from buying him right now. I think Vince might continue to fall just a little bit. Not a top 20 guy or 25 guy like these other guys we're talking about. And years away from the Hall of Fame still, because he just retired after last season's bubble. So in that respect, I don't mind. I, I would I would actually kind of wait and see what he does before I spent too much. But I guess the overall point here, we're not seeing the bubble burst. We're simply seeing people spend money elsewhere. Zion market is up. The KD market is up. John Morant is up. A lot of the newer guys are picking up steam. The money's just coming from one area and going to the other. Hey, the 90s stuff kind of topped out. Cool. Let's chase. And there are other guys in the 90s. We're actually going to talk. We'll, we'll do this segment again on Friday with some other names because there's still other guys from this era that are still growing. I think it's just, you know, you take your top five or 10 guys from that generation. They topped out. Okay, cool. Let's sell like I did. A lot of people sold out. Take the money and use it elsewhere. So peaks and valleys. This is not indicative of any sort of a market crash. And guys, again, for this one, if you want to get in a little lower cost uh, price point, 98 Vince Carter tops finest. The 10s are selling for around 300 PSA 9s, like 50 to 100 bucks. And I'll say his coolest card to me is his Flair. F-L-A-I-R. Not Flair? His Flair. They have the row one, two, three, row zero, all the variations. I love that product. I think it's awesome looking. If you stay away from the crazy higher end exclusive ones, but some of those lower level ones you can get for a couple hundred bucks still. I love it. Nice. You know what else I love? That's a lie. You know what else everybody else on the <laughs> you know, planet loves? You know I wish you had the shirt on, hate. by the way. Where's the pump up for our merch, bro? Oh, my God. Are you kidding? The, You're not wearing it? I'm concerned about wearing that shirt. I feel like my, my wife hates it. Your uh, wife loves it. Give it to me. Straight cash homie. It's making me uh, smile now. Oh, God. Are you, Almost are right you out. good? There's oh a God. lot. I put a lot into that. You did. All right. Let's do it. So I've got a, f- a few for this week. First of all, we had a suggestion. What about straight trash, homie? I, I forget, love that idea. I forget We're who doing said it. that because I think it's a great idea. Shout straight, out to that guy. Yeah, we got to get. I hate not giving people credit when they say it. Straight trash, homie. I would sell everything I have Blake Griffin. If you look on eBay sales, I was looking before the show. Blake Griffin's got like this cool bump because he's joining the Nets. I think Blake Griffin is done. I, I don't think he's a contributing member on that team. I think that team is so star-packed. I don't think, even if they win, I don't think he's... I, I just don't see his market really moving much. I would sell right now anything I had, Blake Griffin. I think you'll get more for it over the next three to five days because of the hype alone than any point in the season. That's straight Dude, trash, homie. We got to we gotta segment that out. That that was too good of information to incorporate right after straight cash, homie. We got to do straight cash, then straight trash. Okay. Or well, in the future. Whichever. In the future. You call it your show, pal. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. The next two guys, excuse me, next two cards, CP3. So an all-time great point guard, top five. I mean, I guess you could probably argue three or four with him, right? Eh, Steph, Magic, Isaiah. Yeah, four or five, I guess. Four, five, sure. six in that range. Yeah. Nash range, I guess. So CP3, his 2005 tops paper card, a PSA 9, Curry, LeBron, all these guys are doing thousands of dollars. He's not quite on that level, but a PSA 9 selling for $160 to $200. To me, that's a steal. He's an all-time great. They're going to go on a, at least somewhat of a playoff run with the Suns. I think that's a good buy. Sticking with the PSA 9 is 20, excuse me, is 2005 tops Chrome PSA 9, 700 bucks. Again, that just seems super cheap for a guy at the top of his position over the entire course of this decade. And then here's our first pump and dump, although I'm not <laughs> dumping because I refuse to sell. But this card started to pick up some steam. It's the 2007 Kevin Durant. It's the white border card, so it comes from that set. It's not the true black border rookie. Some of these clowns in the hobby get worked up about that. That card sells for quite a bit more. But the white border from the set, Kevin Durant rookie, which will have a picture included in the vodcast here, which you can watch on Spotify, Watch the video there or go to YouTube and watch with the clowns over there. I'd prefer you to do Spotify. <laughs> you can still get a PSA 9 of that card for like 400 to 425 right now. I've been sitting on mine for months. I am not selling. I am doing nothing but pumping these up. There will be no dumping of Kevin Durant. I honestly feel like those cards. That's why when you go through the list of all-stars, who's a buy, who's a sell, so many of these guys are not buys to me because you have guys like KD and that particular card, I honestly think goes up 50 to 100%. I think you could see a full double of that card come playoff time. That's so crazy. I, I'm just a fan. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 
miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade, Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's, huzzah, a toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. So, uh, guys, we actually have, we're going to jump to Steve Sloan now, president of PSA, which we talk about PSA all the time. We'll get back to these crazy significant sales. And Jesse, I do want to hear your stat on the sales because that actually oh, is a cool number. It. Oh, we're gonna we're excited. <laughs> all right. So uh Steve Sloan from PSA, how you doing today, Steve? Thank you for joining us. No, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah, so we talk a lot of grading, obviously. So let's just get into the 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 mandatory, I would say useless question that everybody has to ask, even though there's <laughs> zero value in it. Why the price increase instead of closing things down? What's the Give us kind of the rationale there, if you would. Yeah, sure. I mean, it, it's a good question, one we, that we receive quite a bit. Um, I, I think what we would like customers to understand is that there's a whole hobby economy that relies on PSA. So the, the shutdown thing is, is a difficult one because we'd be making probably more customers upset than actually satisfying those who would be asking for it. Um, we have dealers, we have group submitters, we have auction houses, not to mention collectors and set builders who who want to be able to submit and, and get their items in queue because we work on a, on a FIFO basis, you know, it, it benefits the customer to get their items into queue, um, for processing, uh, you know, as, as quickly as possible. So, we, you know, for that reason, we, we prefer to keep it up and, and open it also, you know, what we saw like last spring when we had to close down for COVID is, you know, the demand doesn't disappear. And instead of spreading out the submissions from say April over the course of the entire month, we were just slammed on uh, early May when we opened up. And so instead of being able to kind of control the inbound a little bit more uh, well, uh, you know, you, we just get hit with huge submission numbers at one time. Um, so, you know, those are a couple of reasons. In terms of the price increase, I mean, it, it was just something, unfortunately, that had to be done. I mean, I, I, I can't share the specific backlog number, but I can tell you it went up by 2 million units in January and February. Oof. And so you chart that out uh, yeah. and it just looks like a hockey stick and, it, and it's crazy. So we we have capacity currently to be able to grade cards, you know, based on our calculations, you know, our existing capacity today, if, if we received cards that were valued at $80 and higher, we'd be able to meet demand. You know, unfortunately. Really? Um, so you're saying there, there's that much just cheap stuff coming in these days. Yeah, as it is, you know, in, in January and February, we received about 50% of the cards we received were, were valued at less than $50 by the customer. You know, of that, oh. about 30% were valued at less than $25. So, you wow. know, it, we want all cards to be able to be submitted, but unfortunately, we're just in a position right now where where we're just not able to to handle all that, that huge volume of low value stuff. So if something's got to go, you cut out kind of the lower volume stuff. And then you think that's enough. It's so significant. Yeah. We, and, and we're going to, we're going to try to target it through specials. We do have quarterly grading specials for our members, but you know, it, it we can't make everybody happy, unfortunately right now. So, you know, we're, we're trying our best because we do want, you know, if you want to submit us 20 Brandon, IU cards or 20 Van Jefferson cards, like we'd love, we'd love to do, be able to do that. Um, it's just not something we can do at this point without you having to wait a considerable amount of time. And, and you know, the, the wait times have been well, well publicized. And in fact, we just released complete through dates so people can see exactly how, how long of a wait it is for each service level. Let me just say this. Anytime we have another guest, if they don't have a, a landline, we're going to have Steve <laughs> drop his home address, go to Steve's house and call in from this phone. This audio 
is I feel like it's better than our audio. So I'm excited about that, Steve. All right. The PSA money hey, is, is going to good use. Universe. This is, you know, this is, I'm, I'm in the office. So I'll tell you, the there price you raises went right to internet and phone. It's perfect. Uh, so let me ask you this. When it comes to, and I always call them like the bulk level, I don't know what they're called now. So when it comes to, for example, the bulk level service, like the cheapest service, it used to be 45 day or 60 day, I believe. What's a realistic return time now? Or at least I know you haven't seen this in action yet, but new pricing structure, what's kind of a rough idea or what did you just release, uh, like you said? Well, yeah, we just released the complete through date. So what what a complete through means is it's the day that uh, we've we've completed all orders in house through. So you know, it's, it's not pretty. I'm not going to lie. We were just sure. after the COVID situation, uh, you know, we were just a huge spotlight was put on the hobby and a lot of people found, you know, the, how great of a hobby this is and started submitting cards to PSA. So right now, if you have a value submission, for example, we are complete through the slowest one right now is through July 8th. So we're working on orders from July for value. And that's our, our, our lowest service level at the time it was priced I believe around uh, $9 at the time. It's since gone up to, you know, $20 as the lowest, uh, which is actually pretty competitive compared to other third-party grading companies and and the current pricing out there. So um, the wait times can be monitored. You can monitor on our website. And and that's why we did it. We want people to have an informed decision. Sure. Uh, You know, so if you want to, if if you can wait, you know, check the website, see where the dates are, and then submit it. If you can't wait, then you have other options. You know, you can go... Uh, to a higher service level, uh, you can go to a, a different company if you so choose, or uh, you know you can just keep it raw, which is certainly a, another option. Hey Steve, so I got a question for you. This is Jesse, by the way. Nice to meet you in person. Um, He's on the phone. This isn't in person. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> okay, not through text. All right. <laughs> uh, so Steve, question for you. So the with the price increase, what does this ultimately bring to PSA? How is this going to help uh, alleviate numbers? Are you guys hiring more staff? New technology? What are we talking about? I mean, on the on the capacity side, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't think it's really related to the price increase. We have, you know, uh, you know, we have the resources to now move. I mean, we were a, we were a publicly traded company for you know twenty odd years, and that really held us back. I mean, we basically had one hand tied behind our back. Now we are owned by a technologist, a collector, an entrepreneur, and Nat Turner, and his group is very. Um, you know, well-equipped to help us go a lot faster. So we are going to be adding offices. We're going to be adding staff at a faster clip and, you know, adding technology, which I think is the the most exciting thing for, for collectors out there. Very nice. cool. Let me ask you this, Steve, too. I don't know how much you'll want to comment on this, but we try to be pretty direct here. Obviously, a lot of new competition in the space. We're seeing SGC kind of really make a big marketing push again. You know, Beckett, I feel like, has always been, at least on this show, we always talk about PSA, kind of the, the gold label. Uh, Beckett has always been right there, though. The, the most, I would send stuff to Beckett in a heartbeat, no question. You know, SGC is kind of big marketing push in the last few days. HGA, and then is it, uh, I always forget the comic book company, um, CSI, CSI Miami. CSI whatever. Miami. <laughs> what are your thoughts on some of the, the com- XYZ. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The whole alphabet. Yeah. What do you well, think no, competition? Want, I want a competition or a competitor to come out with something that's other than a three letter abbreviation. <laughs> that would that would be nice. I mean, two letters at least. Um, I'm struggling with three. So yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I mean, competition is great. I mean, it helps us elevate our game. Um, we we treat value as an important metric internally. We want to uh, provide value to our collectors. So, people who submit to PSA today, I think. It's it's easy to say and safe to say that they have the most um, you know increase in value in the in the value of their cards that they've submitted. In, in fact, that's a metric that we track. Like when last March, you know, the spread between us and the next uh, highest competitor in comparable grades was you know somewhere about one point five in value. It's it's gone up to over uh, a factor of two at this point. So over the last year, PSA has increased the value for all the people who submit to us. And who collect us and our brand. So, I mean, for us, you know, we want that to be a core, you know, reason that people submit to us. We also, you know, think we have the best security in the, in the industry, and we also think we have the best free content, whether it's pop reporting or price guides or um, APRs at registry. There's and our ecosystem as a whole just dwarfs everyone else, and I think that comes back in value to the customer because you know now you have a network of people that you can easily buy and sell and trade with at, under one standard and the PSA standard as we've seen over the last year has just further centralized itself into the middle of the hobby. Yeah. I mean there's and honestly there's like you just mentioned there's no question 
A 9.5 Beckett compared to a PSA 10, there's just no comparison, even with the other brands right now. I know there have been some interesting pumped-up sales lately, but the PSA 10 to me, and it's such an established market, that's why we generally, when we give our comps on the show or our suggested buys, I try to use that as kind of a baseline. Uh, I am curious. You know, we've heard a lot of talk to, we talked to the owner of HGA recently. Um, you know, they have some claims to AI and different things like that. When it comes to technology on the PSA front, I mean, what is the technology, what does it look like as far as just your standard grading procedure? Can you kind of explain the software at all? I know I didn't prep you for a whole nerd out question like that, so. No, no, it's actually fine. It's something we're building upon every every day, actually. And we have a major announcement that's probably going to come out, if not late this week, but early next week. And I think a lot of collectors are going to be very pleased with it. But I mean, really what it comes down to is imaging and imaging every card. Every card needs to be scanned front and back. So we can have a, a vir- basically a virtual twin of the card. So we can then, you know, not only speed up processing through the fact that we can then identify the card without having to have it physically in hand, um, but also be able to give our grading team a diagnostic on um, the characteristics of the card. So, you know, whether that's measuring, whether that's centering or surface reporting, you know, these things can speed up the grading of the card for our human-based team. But I'll be very clear. I don't think that computers will ever replace the, the human element because while computers can help you go faster, there's certain areas where they uh, fall short, just frankly. I mean, the eye appeal end of it, the just the, the zeroing in on certain characteristics of a car that might differ from one to another based on the context of the issue. Now we know print defects might be more common in one issue, like fish eyes and things of that. So you might be more lenient versus another issue, you know, be more stringent on it. So a lot of computing power behind that when you're looking at issues from dating from the, you know, the earliest 20th century or before to the modern day. So, you know, I think humans will always have a really central role in the final evaluation. Nice. Question for you about uh, bulk submitters. I know that a lot of guys that, you know, listen to the show, they they like to sub this stuff out to third-party guys who are going to send it into you guys. They, they don't necessarily go to eBay, but they want to get, you know, better pricing than just sending it. Uh, maybe they've got a ton of cards. They don't want to send it directly to PSA. Are you guys still going to be in a position to work with bulk submitters? I know a, a few have shut down amid... Uh, the price increase. How does that look going forward? Yeah, so we, I think we were the first company to pioneer the group submission program. And so on our website, we have a dedicated uh, directory for group submitters. So, you know, collectors can go to psacard.com slash dealers and then drill into the group submitters section. So group submitters are an important part of our, our business, frankly. I mean, they help uh, kind of offset some of the submission, uh, uh, you know, processing in a way. So for example, you know, we could receive, you know, one bulk submission from a group submitter that equals 500 cards or we could receive, you know, uh, you know, a whole host of submissions spread out from individual collectors. And in certain instances, it's just easier for us to process through group submissions. So we do have a preferred pricing program, which allows for percentage discounts off our retail rates for these individuals who run group submissions. And that allows them to have some margin uh, to, you know, conduct their business and, you know, obviously, you know, be compensated for the processing work that they're doing on behalf of PSA. Now, obviously, that's that's tightened up a bit with this round of price changes, but we are looking at the group submission uh, community and our sales team is actively talking to them. We're trying to find the right sweet spot as to, you know, help these guys continue their business and provided they sign our dealer agreement, which includes customer bill of rights and some other requirements to make sure that their conduct is up to our standards. But, you know, we, we, we want to encourage that, that practice and, you know, pricing is a big component of that. So it's something we'll continue. Last question I have, and actually ties in with what you just said. I, and I'm sure you've heard, I talked to you on the phone, you seem reasonable the other day. So I'm sure you have heard the same stuff we heard. I use a group submitter because, and I'm all for it. I actually only use group sub guys but they get preferred grades and they get preferred timing. Is there any truth to that? I can't imagine the grading side, but as far as if you get an order from me, an individual you don't know, and you get an order from you know PC Sports or Nash Cards or one of these big dudes, Sappy Sports Cards, I know they're all doing huge numbers with you. Is there an actual preferential treatment there because of the volume? I mean, what's the you know what's the what's the answer to that honestly? Yeah, yeah, I'd be happy to answer that question because I think there's a lot of myths out there that need to be dispelled. I mean, the first is that the grading room is completely anonymous. Every order that comes in, no matter who it comes in from, is made anonymous through serial numbers. So 
customer information is stripped from the order once it's received into the uh, system. It's uh, you know made into a, a code basically that follows the order through the process. So the grading team has no idea who submitted the cards that they're grading, nor do they frankly care. They have so many cards to get through. It's not like they're going to sit there and um, you know devise some some sort of plan about any given card. Like we are a, I, I want people to understand we are a major operation. I mean, this isn't uh, a little mom and pop shop. We are for the longest time, a publicly traded company. We're held to auditing standards. I mean, this is the real deal. So 800 um, million, like I I said, mean, that's then, a little bit more than our valuation. I mean, I just like, so I just want people to feel good about the fact that, Hey, like your cards are treated fairly. They're treated anonymously. So we don't, you know, we don't know who we're, whose cards we're grading when the grading team goes through it. Um, in terms of the preferential treatment for, for uh, dealers, the only preferential treatment they get is that they get a rep, right? So they have a sales member, a guy who is in a sales team who can, who can give them updates on their orders, which is, you know, a, like, a lot like customer service. So um, in the past, you know, they did have the ability to get faster turnaround times. We had to stop that just because we, we have too many uh, orders here and it's just not frankly, given the volume that we're getting from the, from the public and it's gone up 40 X over the last year, we, we had to stop that. So it's truly FIFO. It's, you know, first in first out in the sense that if you submit your cards to us, we're going to work um, from the, from the, basically the front of the line back. So that's just the way it is. Is 40 X, is that an accurate, roughly an, an accurate estimate of your growth over the past calendar year? Are you seeing about 40 times more than you were? Wow. Yeah. I mentioned the hockey stick and and the 2 million cards that we've uh, added to our backlog since the first of this calendar year. I mean, it it's a real thing. I think the struggle for us as a business is like we're we're not producing widgets here, right? We're we are our model is based on people sending us their submissions, so we don't have the best control on that. I mean, we can control it a little bit through service line availability and pricing, but you know, if the if the public decides they want to have their cards graded, they're going to send them to us. And so, you know, our ability to, to expand capacity has been frankly uh, great. We, we've three X, uh, we've tripled our, our ability, but like those two numbers are not in the same stratosphere, right? <laughs> right. So we're trying our best and, you know, we're, we also have the other thing and, uh, you know, I just want customers to understand this is a expertise based service, right? So, you know, it's, you can't just go to the local unemployment office and hire some people to grade your cards. That's not the which way is reassuring, so quite have... frankly. I don't want forty <laughs> guys who've never done this before. Yeah, I, I do. I do think there's a balance. There, so I'm glad you mentioned that because I don't want you guys just going out and finding thirty guys to pay fifteen bucks an hour to, and and all of a sudden they're handling my 1954 Mickey Mantle. Like I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Steve, I got one last question for you before you. I take already off. said last question. You so. use it for you. You specified oh for my you. God. Go. All right, here we go. Just just softball question, Steve. So. Honestly, I think we're probably going to get this question. What do you collect? Do you collect anything? What's in your personal collection? Yeah, I do collect. I'm, I'm a football collector. Um, I'm currently trying to put together the, the 2000 Fleer autographic set. It's, I mean, it's low value stuff. I'm just, I, I, I'm blessed to see so many high end cards on a daily basis that, um, I just kind of connect more to the stuff that I grew up with in my childhood. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a child of the eighties, drunk wax era, so I've got, you know, for example, I've got Ricky Henderson's top set. Um, I've got it all in tens, except for obviously the 1980 uh, rookie card. Um, so I, I'm a big A's fan. Grew up in the Bay Area, and um, you know, on on the baseball side, I really gravitate towards my guys like. Uh, yeah, a little embarrassing now to say it, but my guys like Conseco and McGuire. But of Conseco? course, the team has always stuck with me. <laughs> this yeah. is not. This is not. Yeah, come on. This is come not on. Hey, if you grew up in the '80s, Conseco was the man. All right. I was born in the '80s. <laughs> all, right. all right. Last all right. question, and yeah. we will let you go on this, Stephen. Yes. This is the most important question of the day. Just briefly, your thoughts on Josh, Josh's appearance on the show in a fuchsia colored shirt. Any any I mean, words of choice. wisdom for that clown? <laughs> bold, bold choice. No, I like Joshua. He's a good guy. Oh boy, um, we're a lot, you know, lot of build up here. We'll, we'll, I'll just let I'll just let the community you know direct him where he needs to be directed <laughs> and you know led by your your wisdom there. You know, okay. I, I'm just glad this isn't videoed right now because you can't see what I'm wearing. So. You, you, <laughs> Yep. Well, just send us a picture. We'll post it on the site. Steve, we appreciate the time. Uh, thank you for jumping on. You certainly didn't have to. We're a relatively new operation here, so we do appreciate it. And uh, yeah, happy to have some time with the uh, president, Steve Sloan of PSA. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Steve. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. Have a good one.
All right, mm-hmm. so there you go. That was the interview with Steve. Uh, you know, we kind of want to jump. I know he's got a super tight schedule. He said he could give us a few minutes. We are going to go back to the show in a second. I'll say this about Steve, and some of you guys, I, I think this is a criticism of, well, you know, you weren't really hard-hitting with them. This is the reason I was not. You send a card to PSA that is a $15 raw card. It PSA tends and comes back, and it's worth 6 to 8 sometimes 10x the amount. If you have to wait 10 months to do that, and you have to pay $20, that's a no-brainer for me. There's no other market. My biggest thing with PSA is if you're going to do it, do it consistently. Get the cycle going and just... Co- so once a month, I submit cards. That way, once... And I've been doing this for years, so I have stuff coming back every month. You just have that cycle. But there are returns when it comes to that. There's just no... There's just nothing else like it in the market. There are other graders that are trying to compete and come up. You know, that's still the gold standard to me. And just on a personal... I don't, I don't care. I am biased. Steve emailed us... After our, what was it, our first show or like, second yeah, show? early on. We actually thought it was a, a fake email. Had, <laughs> had his, but then we vetted it out and called, hey, here's a bunch of research, here's numbers, anything I can do to help, like really like this space in the hobby. Uh, one of the few people who enjoyed the show early on. But, you know, the fact, I, I always want to have people like that on because the guy's taking a bunch of heat, and rightfully so. You raise your prices in a market, you're going to get heat from it. I have no problem with people being upset about it, but I'm always a fan of if somebody's going to come on the show, even if it's people we, you know, chastise or we have differing opinions, if you're going to come on here and stand up and actually give an explanation, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care if you heard that interview and are never going to submit the PSA again. The guy presented, he answered all the questions reasonably well. I mean, he's obviously an informed dude. And 40X, you're getting 40 times the cards you were getting last year. And I do think that is the one area people don't realize. Hey, hire more people. Why? So yeah. me and Jesse can go grade cards. Like what? Yeah, they're Some not throwing out just, value. They're like, yeah, yeah, they're not substituting the value they offer by taking in all these extra cards. Yeah. Having said that, does it still stink to wait ten to twelve months for my bulk order? Yes. No I guarantee question. you that's why they're seeing so many twenty five dollar cards. Is because the wait is so long. So people are just like, this guy could be, a, sure. you know, rookie of the year. Let's go ahead and throw this card in there too. And so they're getting tons of junk stuff that has the possibility of, in a year from now, maybe being something. True. And years ago, you never would have submitted that stuff because it used to be maybe two times the return. So it wasn't worth it. Now you're just doing whatever. Is that a mason jar? What are you drinking out of over there? I require liquid in large quantities, so I mason jars are really the only thing that can suffice. Thank I like you. it. All right, let's wrap the show up. All I do right. want to hit some of these big sales. We were, we were getting into this right before Steve jumped on. <clears throat> uh, yeah. You want me to just recap this quick or you want to jump in? How do Recent you sales. We were talking about private and golden last, what was it, Saturday night? They did some big auction sales. Yep. What was the one that you were talking about? The Tom Brady. So oh, the Tom what? Brady sold from PWCC out of the vault collection, totally separate, sold to a guy up in Boston. It was an 810. So the card was graded an 8. The autograph graded a 10. His 2000 championship contenders rookie ticket auto. So there's only 100 of them made. 1.32 million to put in perspective, and just to make me want to vomit again, I owned a 710, so one grade lower, sold it oh maybe eight God. to 10 years ago for sixty-five dollars or $7,500. It might have actually oh. been a 6.510. That card now is worth 100000 more, something that makes me That's want to insane. punch myself in the face like our <laughs> listeners want to do often with me. So that was an insane... Now, there was a whole scandal with they posted the wrong picture of the autograph. That same card, same serial number had been posted by Probstein. It was actually just a lot of smoke and mirrors. They just Somebody just posted the wrong picture. So the buyer has the card. He's happy. Highest, you know, I say highest modern day sale, but Ken Golden on his Insta Live said that the same card from Probstein sold higher. I don't know if it's the highest or not. I know it sold for $1.32 million, which is insane. I thought they said that was the record for highest selling football cards. Somebody said that, but Ken brought up a good point. And I don't, I, I, he brought up a point. I don't know if it's a good point or not because I haven't looked into it myself. The same card, same grade sold for $1.7 but I haven't. I didn't get the chance to verify that. Point being, that's a crazy, crazy yeah, market. Still, as insane. far as just Grail level stuff. Then on, so that was Friday, I believe, Thursday or Friday. Saturday well, hang on. On. before before you get to the next sales. Oh yeah, to give us your stat point, again though, too. To that point, there was the stat that came out from Golden that said basically before 2020, there were 10 cards that had sold for over a million dollars. All baseball. S- I uh, didn't specify. Okay, but I gotta, gotta think. That that's typically what it was. Uh, the vintage since crowd. 2020. Yep, or not even since 2020. This last Saturday night alone, there we had five cards sell for over a million dollars. Really insane jumping. And, and that's where that 40x comes from. Yeah, and you're seeing that in basketball. You're seeing that in football now. You know, even the hockey market. I, there's rumors. There's and and maybe it's already been mentioned. There's a PSA 10 Bobby Orr rookie going at auction soon. 
Bobby Orr, I mean, that's a Boston guy. I love him. I mean, a PSA 2, I just spent $3,500 on. Excuse me, 4000 on. PSA 2.5. So a PSA 10, I don't know if, it, I, I honestly have no idea if it's ever sold. It hasn't sold recently. This is a new world now. That's going to be a huge six-figure card, I think. So Wow. Just real quick, on Saturday night, we'll run through these. 1996 Kobe Topps Chrome Refractor Black Label, which is just insane. The highest of the high grade. So all subgrades are a 10. The label's black. It's a ridiculous card, graded by Beckett. Sold for $1.795 million. LeBron <laughs> Exquisite Collection that was graded in 8.510. Sold for one, just over one and a half. A LeBron Ultimate Collection Logo Man Auto did just under 1.3 and then the KD Exquisite Patch Auto sold for just about 800 k Those were all at Golden Saturday night. A bunch of other six-figure cards sold then, too. Uh, I mean, the whole point in this is we're still seeing major money guys and groups. These are not just individuals that are buying. You're still seeing groups pour into the market. You're seeing the top 1%. But as we've discussed, too, you're seeing even just the small stuff, the $10, $20, $50 cards still climbing. This whole space is just growing. Uh, let's just end on two random thoughts. Ton of baseball, a uh, ton of basketball talk today. I did want to touch on just a quick football thought and we're just about, I mean, I don't know. We've gone plenty long enough. I don't know who's still listening at this point, but uh, random football God. thought. There's some r- rumors going around too. Jimmy G maybe coming back to the Patriots. I would actually kind of like to see that if Jimmy G stays healthy, I think he's a better option than anybody else they have. Um, a couple guys reported on Fox news last night and ESPN that there are increased trade talks. They didn't talk about any teams specifically, but for Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson, if there's a move with either one of those guys, that could be huge for the market there. So we'll try to you know stay updated on that, obviously. A uh, couple quick baseball notes. Obviously, the season's coming close. One thing that's going to be a factor, which I think we were hoping was not going to be, is COVID. We saw it affect every sport the last calendar year. Uh, a bunch of guys sent home this week, just yesterday, so Sunday night, uh, for Emil, Emil Reyes, and Jose Ramirez for the Indians got sent home. He had a couple other players sent home as well for COVID, breaking COVID protocol. You know, that's just going to be the reality of the season this year, I think. So, you know, just again, I would I would keep an eye on that. I don't think it's anywhere near canceling seasons. But, you know, if your team's going to be severely affected by that, I just think it's something to monitor. And then two guys that it seems like the experts are really high on, at least as a super high ceiling, uh, who, who both their markets were cool as of a couple months ago. Aaron Judge and Otani, both monster hitters when they can. I mean, Judge hit put up 52 home runs in 2017. Since then, he just hasn't been healthy. He hasn't had 500 plate appearances in a season since. If that guy gets healthy and he becomes back to being the judge, all rise, uh, he's going to take over. The, he's like the one guy that MLB has marketed appropriately over the last, I don't know, thousand years that they've, they've been a league. He's like the one guy they get behind. So is he going to stay healthy? I don't know. But if he does, he's a monster home run hitter. The Yanks are going to be a favorite in the East. That, that could be a weird market compared to where he's at now. Otani destroyed me in value last year, so I don't know. It seems like... Did you hold was, on to any of them or you nothing. get rid of all? No, nah, I sold out at probably 40 cents on the dollar just to cut my losses. Otani, although we heard the same thing last year. Last year, he showed up, obviously, the shortened season. He was jacked out of his mind. and he, Oh, this guy's going to be great. Got hurt early, just couldn't put it together. So same thing this year. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if, if it's a reality or if we're just trying to pump these guys up at this point. So it'll be interesting. But that's all I got nice. in my show notes. You got anything you want to throw in here at the end? Anything I was just going to show my pickups this week. Oh, uh, pickups. Pick up, uh, I got a Phil Mickelson for all those on the vodcast. Uh, PSA 9. What do we got? Um, what brand? What are we talking? This is a nice upper deck. Uh, 2002. So if you guys are in the market, I'll sell it. I like Probably it. Like three thousand dollars. I like, it. I like so. your whole tone changing. You would have just like fun, Jesse. To like, all right, guys, you're just throwing it to the market. This is business, Jesse. Business you just Jesse. got him involved. Three thousand dollars. Make me an offer, but three thousand <laughs> is the reserve. Three thousand or best offer. I'm firm on that price. <laughs> uh, I had a super slow week. Actually, I got one of my favorite cards of all time. The 1975. Excuse me, 1971 tops. I think it's a cool set. Terry Bradshaw rookies. I think are criminally underpriced. Still, uh, one of only three QBs to win four Super Bowls. It's not seven like Tom, but it's cute. Four is good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that that's just an awesome set. Joe Green has a rookie there. A bunch of star cards that sell really well. 71, just a cool-looking card. I like Bradshaw. It's a PSA 5. It wasn't that expensive. Um, but yeah, there you go. That's the nice. show, guys. Make sure you listen, subscribe, follow, click, whatever. Uh, it's brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network. And no, we are not as smart as the other sports guys on the Ringer. 
but we know more about cards. So if that's your thing, there you go. Make sure you check us out on Spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts. Watch sportscardsnonsense.com. Don't forget. Sportscardsnonsense.com. The card it service is there. has links to all of this. Yeah, for you new guys, if you're looking to grade, consign, uh, if you're looking for breakers, supplies, where to get things, trusted shops, that's why we made the website. It answers a bunch of the, the questions, and it has a frequently asked questions tab on there as well. And watch the vodcast. Listening is fine. I actually really <laughs> like the vodcast on Spotify. I'm going to start putting costumes time. on. You don't well, want to that. You promised the crowd the JG Mafia has been promised now the, the Shaq Kazam outfit. So we'll see you on, <laughs> on Friday for it's that. happening. There you go. Thanks for listening, boys. We'll catch everybody tomorrow. Bye. Peace. Peace.